Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Episode 11, Broken Bridge number 11, Lost Generation. You know, there are 12 broken bridges, but there are new pathways as well to restore spiritual health to you and to your church. And we know that God's pathway to heaven is Jesus Christ, our Savior, but also God's bridge to introduce Jesus to people is your local church, you. And so these broken bridges we've discovered as we've worked with almost 2,000 churches and 77 different denominations, independent and non-denominational churches, and this one is about the loss of young adults. You know, I just can't even count how many times as one of our consultants, I have interviewed people at churches that are parents of adult children who are married, have kids of their own, and don't go to church. It goes something like this. We're interviewing a couple in a private and confidential interview, and I'll say, do you have children? And they will say yes, and I'll uh, notice at their age whether I should ask them if their children are married. And I ask, did their children grow up in the church? And they say yes, usually. They were part of the Sunday school and the youth group, and they were in church with them as children. And then I'll say, uh, are they in your church today? And they'll say no. And sometimes they'll add that they live far away in another city or something like that. And then I ask, do they have children? Do you have grandchildren? And they'll say sometimes yes, sometimes no. And then I'll ask, so do they go to church? And honestly, nine times out of ten, it's hard to describe, but I'll, I'll try. This pale comes over their face. They just stop, and their face gets drawn. And even sometimes they cry when they talk about how their children no longer show any signs of living a Christian life in terms of worship, Bible study, prayer, being a part of a church. And I'm telling you, if you did that, if you did an interview like that, it would haunt you forever. It haunts me. And I can't tell you how many times I've told my own children who are adults, married, have kids, how deeply thankful I am that they're Christians, that their spouses are Christians, that they're active in their churches, that their children are active in that process of spirituality. But truthfully, nine out of 10 is just terrible. One of my favorite theologian missiologists in America is Ed Stetzer, and he has written that if Protestantism doesn't change its strategies, there are maybe a couple dozen Easter's left to celebrate. It doesn't mean Easter's gonna go away. It's not gonna go away. It'll be there forever. We'll always celebrate whoever we are, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But how many churches will be celebrating? How many churches will be left? Easter's not gonna go away, but churches are. They're going away every day. It is incredible challenge. It, it really is. Well, for the last two decades, my colleagues and I have been leading groups of North American pastors and church leaders to England, because England 
has started this spiritual cycle probably at least 20 years before we did. And so they're well into it. Now in England, we hear that only about 4% of the people in England answer the census question that they go to a church. They're down to 4% of people that attend church. And if you go to some of these churches, you know, it's mostly older people. And if you can think forward a little bit, you're going to see in churches in America, not all of them, but most of them, the same kind of pattern just a little bit behind that curve that they went through in England. But also in England, there are a few hundred churches that are alive, growing, and wall-to-wall young people. These are churches that are part of a new era, a new movement, and many of them are in the older buildings, but they're newer churches, but they've changed strategies. They've made a commitment to reach the next generation for Jesus Christ. Back to the situation in North America. Christians today have the distinction of being one of the few groups in history, in all of history, to almost entirely lose a whole generation of people. Resistance to changing delivery systems, resistance to changing strategies has serious spiritual consequences. Yeah, and so whether you know it or not, a missionary to the next generation is the person you see in the mirror. Whether you do it or not, whether you know it or not, you are the last standing generation to reach the next generation. So are you going to let Christianity die with you? I don't mean to be harsh, and I don't mean to put down the hammer on you, but if you really want that next generation, your children, your grandchildren, to be in church, you need to discover the heart language and present the unchanging truth of the gospel in packaging that reaches that generation. Or you know what? They will never open up the package to find the gift that never changes. It's not about the gift. It's not about Jesus. It's all about packaging. It's all about delivery. So here's what you can do. Anywhere you live, you can find some growing, vibrant churches not too far away, churches that have lots and lots of young people. So I recommend that you take a field trip and check it out. Now, don't be arrogant. Don't be there to judge what they do that you don't like or you're not used to or you don't understand, but learn what God is doing. Learn where church is working. Learn where young people are going. And as you check out these other churches, Ask yourself, what is different? It's not going to be Jesus, not in most churches. It's going to be all the packaging, all the delivery systems. That's what you're going to find out is different. And so then ask yourself, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for your church? Is your passion strong enough? Is your heart big enough? Is your faith strong enough to give up, to catch up with the next generation? Yeah, there's something going on with young adults in this country, in our part of the world. You know, most have given up on church, but there's something really positive happening simultaneously, and it's increasing with every year. There's that other extreme of young adults, and it's growing in numbers, young adults who are searching, young adults who are interested in spiritual matters, young adults who are faithful. They want to know about Jesus. They want to know more and more about Jesus. They're faithful. Number two, they're available. They've made their lives 
open to what God wants to do for them. And number three, they're teachable. These are people, young people, young adults who are faithful, available, and teachable. Now, these young adults live in a world that has dramatically changed everywhere, and it has enormous impact on them. You're looking at young adults that are looking at university, and what they're seeing is what you might want to call the university tragedy. The cost of universities has skyrocketed so much that most people with a degree are going to be in debt the rest of their lives. There's another tragedy that's going on, and that is there are more and more young adults that are getting into college, this very expensive endeavor, and halfway through, they're changing their major. Or after they graduate, they figure out that's not what they want to do. So a number of universities that have seen this tragedy are very concerned because, in truth, it's the second most major financial mistake a person can make in life. The biggest mistake for financial tragedy for the rest of your life is to get a divorce. The second one is to change majors and go six years to get a four-year degree at the cost of university today. So the universities in America have some pretty sober people about this challenge. And so they hired Harvard School of Education to do a massive study. And what Harvard discovered is really interesting. In a nutshell, most young adults coming out of high school aren't ready to go to college. Because of the internet, they perceive, because of the internet, young adults don't have the people skills to even go to college, let alone be great in business with whatever degree they get. Most young adults don't have a clue about what they want to study, where they want to focus. And so they're unclear on who they really are, how they're wired, how they're unique from other people. They just don't have any of that understanding. And so what did Harvard University School of Education in this major study cost millions of dollars? What did they discover? That the first year out of high school, young adults should not go to college. And if they have and they've graduated from college, if they can possibly afford it, they should not get a job. What they should do is they should do some things that will help them learn about who they are uniquely. They should learn some things on how to communicate with other people without using social media. They should learn how to be face-to-face -face people in a world that requires that a lot. So the bottom line, Harvard University says that America should adapt a culture, America should adopt a culture that has been in Europe for years, and that is once you finish what Europeans call secondary school, we call high school, you should do a gap year. Take a year to find out more about the real world, about yourself and how you fit in it, and grow yourself before you go to university. And the statistics there are much better. So back to Christianity now in this backdrop of a great opportunity we have for young adults in North America. Here's what we've learned visiting England over the years. It's not rocket science, but it's true. It's true for those who are concerned about young adults who are falling away from the church or have never grown up in a Christian family and have never been around the church. But here's what they've learned in England. The best person to reach a young adult is a mission-trained young adult. 
Now, the young adult part is obvious. The mission train part, how does that happen? That's what we also learned in England because that's what they do. They have a 10-month, first year out of high school training ministry that is phenomenal. And the impact on the growth of the church and the impact about reaching young adults is phenomenal. We take pastors and adult Christian leaders over to England and we go to some of these churches and they go to worship and they see the number of young people on staff and they see the number of young people absolutely on fire for Jesus, reading their Bibles, going deeper in the word, reaching other young adults, and they are absolutely blown away, these North Americans, to see this happening. And guess what? The very best person to help a church retool for the younger generation and mission to America is a mission-trained young adult. So when we saw this going on in England many, many years ago, we worked with those people and they gave away everything they had because they wanted to see it happen in America like it's happening in England. And they were just so gracious to us, wonderful people who shared 20 years of experience of working with young adults and building this movement. And it is phenomenal. And it can happen here because six years ago, that's exactly what we did. We started SEND, all capital letters, S-C-N-D, SEND North America. Just a little hint, the word SEND is the English word for mission that's in the Bible. It's all about going, being sent. So when Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I also send you, the word SEND from the Latin word missio is where we get the word mission. Go figure. And so we started Send North America for young adults, 18 to 29, out of high school or out of college or halfway through college and can't figure out what their major ought to be. Just stop and take a year, take a break, take a gap year, as they call it in Europe. And Send is a 10-month discipling, equipping, and spiritual formation adventure for young adults, 18 to 29. What does it look like? Well, we put together a teaching cast of 40 volunteer teachers. They do it year after year because they love investing in young adults. They are experts in whatever they teach. The young adults live together by gender, so they learn to get along and live with other young adults that are on the same journey. They read through the Bible in 10 months which is a pretty hefty schedule to do that. They have training to become missionaries to their own country. They get hands-on equipping on the job from leaders in variety of ministries like youth camp ministry, homeless ministries, youth ministries, jail ministries, working with children, working with young adults, working in nursing homes, ministries to reach Muslims, witnessing to people, teaching the Bible, sharing a message from the scripture, leading a Bible study, prayer, spontaneous prayer, group prayer, leading prayer, and reading scripture. They learn about their spiritual gifts. They learn about their temperament, the way God wired them. They learn about their ministry profile in a variety of areas. 
They know more about themselves than most pastors getting out of seminary. And at the end, they take a third world mission trip. And they are so well-rounded. And so in June, every year, another SEND team graduates. They come from all over the United States and even sometimes from beyond. And they graduate. In fact, I recently just called uh, and had a phone call with Bobby. He's going to graduate from SEND. He's just finishing SEND, and he has four to five offers from four to five different churches in five different states, offering him ministry opportunities. These young adults are incredibly high demand. Now, they don't have to go into ministry. They can go on and and be a member of a church and be a member that every pastor would just die for, every church would get benefit from. doesn't matter whether they're in full-time mission work, ministry work, or whether they're in a job that they went to college for or feel called to do wherever they are for the rest of their lives. They are people with the DNA of mission, and they know how to do it. And of course, as young people, it is natural for them to reach other young people. That's just the bonus. The rest is just amazing. Yeah, they're in high demand, and they will continue to grow in demand as more churches learn about them. Well, we got a church in California that has been trying to reach Hispanics. They spent tons of money on bilingual pastors, and it's just not working. And so the church said, you know, we can't spend this money year after year after year in this Hispanic mission. So they deployed two working people, two men who are elders in the church, and they go out there and they preach and do the best they can to this little town, this Hispanic town, Northern California. And they're good guys. I mean, they are great people. They know their scripture. They are really well-rounded people. I mean, they are awesome. They are ministers, whether they went to seminary or not. They are classic ministers, great people of God. And so they, you know, they have an interpreter and they're trying to keep this little church going. When I talked to them, they said, yeah, there's a high school right across the street from this church. And these high school kids walk across the lawn of this church every day school lets out. And he said, they're not reaching them. And I said, guys, you find, you look until you find, you pray for and you look for until you find somebody in that high school has got a call of God on their heart. And you find that person that senior from high school that's going to graduate, whether it be a girl or a guy, doesn't matter. They're all bilingual. They've grown up in this country. They know English, but their home language is Spanish, so they're already bilingual. I said, you find those people, and you get them to go to SEND and take SEND North America. I'll tell you what, they'll come back, and they can lead that church, and you could be their guides. You can support them, and you can direct them. That's the way you're going to reach that community. That church will explode because they'll have one of theirs right there across from the high school, trained to be a missionary. So how about you? No matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, do you know a young adult that shows a little bit more interest than other young adults in the things about God? Even though churches are finding young people pretty scarce these days, Do you know someone that has a little more enthusiasm for God than most? A little bit more enthusiasm in youth group than most? A little more enthusiasm about the Bible than most? A little bit of a hint there for you, maybe? Huh? Somebody faithful? 
How about somebody available? They're not married yet. They don't own a house and have payments. They're not deep in debt and have to work. Their life already in jail of finances, but they're available. And what about teachable? They're interested to learn more. You know someone like that that's faithful, available, and teachable? You know five people like that? You'd be surprised. You start praying about it. You start asking God to open your eyes as you come in touch with young people. Ask God to put this burden on your heart. This is about the future of the church. This is about the future of your church. This is the future of Christianity in America, in North America. This is about a next generation. These are people that desperately need to know about Jesus. This is about the future of our country. This is not a minor deal. Get on it. Make it a burden. Make it something you think about every day. You put sendnorthamerica.com on a card and put it where you see it every single day. So God will lead you to a young person. You're too old, maybe, for Send North America, but you could be a conduit, a powerful conduit. You have that young person check out sendnorthamerica.com. And you have them make an 800 number call to have an interview with the recruiter. You have them get some materials about SEND from that recruiter. Every September, SEND starts. Every August, the candidates are interviewed to see if they're ready. And every June, the most amazing people I have ever met graduate from SEND. If I could do life over again, I wouldn't do anything different. I'm so pleased with my life. I'm so grateful what God has done in my life. But there is one thing that without question, without hesitation, I would have done differently. The day I left high school, even before I got out of high school, I would have inquired about Send North America. Before I went to college, before I went to seminary, before I went to graduate school, before I became a pastor, before all of it, before I met my wife, before anything, I would give anything if I could go back and do 10 months of what these young adults do in Send North America. Because I watch them, and I see how they grow month by month. It is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, we learned this from England. And by the way, my wife and I, Janet and I, we watched because our son, after four years of college, decided studying what he studied wasn't for him. He didn't know what he was going to do with his life. And since I had been in England and seen this, and I had introduced him to the pastor over there, the pastor invited him to come and do something like send there. Now that's not possible because of visa issues and the way the world has changed in not so good a way. So people can do it here in North America. And we watched our son on Skype about every two weeks, literally blossom before our very eyes. That's not a boast about our son. That's a boast about what God can do through something like Send North America. If you're a parent and have a kid that's faithful, available, and teachable, and you want to see some miracles happen, have them check it out. Honestly, this will change the world. One young adult at a time. One church at a time. SendNorthAmerica.com Well, that's how we're going to fix that broken bridge. In our next episode, we'll look at the broken bridge of faithless giving. Until then, say your prayers, search your heart, search your Bible for God's pathway around your broken bridges. 
You have been listening to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you've liked this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Kent Hunter's new book, Who Broke My Church? Seven Proven Strategies for Renewal and Revival, available now wherever books are sold.